Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide. I'm thrilled to have you guys with me as we are on part four of our series on how to be a better listing agent and listing strategies. And on today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about leveraging the offers. And if I'm honest, two of the biggest misses in people that are not getting listings is they're not utilizing strategies. So on today's episode, I want to talk about leveraging the offers. Uh, and probably not coincidentally, but Monday as we close it out, we will talk about leveraging the result. And both of these are talking about just leveraging the power you have and you know, the ability to work hard for your clients. You know, Monday talking about leveraging the result and today talking about leveraging the offers. And I often say, often, and as I've recorded these, I've, I feel like I've said it a few times this month, but you're not a realtor, you're a storyteller. We'll dive more into that on Monday. But in terms of leveraging the offers, this is one that I feel like you know, people completely miss. So many people throw up a listing and say, all offers do by Monday. They don't leverage the offers at all. And I do want to preface this. I'll give you some information about a recent listing because it's sold and settled. I can share uh, its public information anyway. Um, but I just want to say, first and foremost, when I talk about leveraging offers, I'm not a heartless jerk, okay? It's one of the hardest things when I was accepting offers, as I'm about to get into, we got, you know, I think six aggressive offers out of 10 showings. One of them was a single mom, right? And one of them, you know, in that offer, they they really did their best. It broke my heart to say no, but at the end of the day, my fiduciary responsibility and yours when you list a home is to the seller and to get them the most money. And so we're going to talk about that today. Now, it does stink sometimes, but I want to talk about you know, leveraging offers like I just did with this property. So this is a strategy that I feel like realtors do not practice enough. Most realtors, and we'll talk about it on Friday, won't have another conversation. They're lazy and they just go, oh, hire some best by Monday and they let it go for the weekend, right? Like, I don't do that. I don't think that's right. Here's the deal. I'll kind of share and walk through the house that recently sold in Mountville, okay? And we'll kind of talk to you about how I leveraged these offers, okay? So list price on that home was $350,000. And I actually felt that that was a little aggressive. You know, I will always tell the clients what I think. I thought it should have been listed about three forty, dollars but it wasn't way over. So I said, yeah, let's go for it. But I'll run through and tell you what we did. So uh, we listed it for three fifty, dollars and I'm just going to throw a lot of data at you. So if you're driving, you might want to listen to this later and take some notes, especially if you're a realtor, because this might make help you and make sense to you know leverage the offer. So 10 showings, doesn't really matter. Got a total of six offers, but four were really strong, okay? Offer number one was cash uh, at list price, three fifty. dollars had inspections, but of course didn't have appraisals. Okay. Decent offer, but not like way out there. I was going to let it ride through the weekend. Offer two was $353,000 and they had an escalation clause up to 361. Okay. So offer number three was $368,000, but USDA financing, 0% down. It had inspections, it had appraisals, et cetera. Offer number four, okay? 
$370,000, but no inspections, um, and they had an appraisal gap of $6,000 if it did not appraise. So offer one, three fifty, dollars right? Again, good offer because it was cash, but didn't stick out a ton. And then, you know, one with an S, so offer two, up to three sixty one, so um, escalation, and then again offer three three sixty eight, but no escalation. Uh, had to had to appraise, and then offer number four three seventy with an appraisal gap of six thousand. So here's the deal: to me, offers number two and four were extremely close. Okay, very close. I liked the. Um, escalation of offer two, but I liked the purchase price of offer offer four. But of course, you you want to make sure it appraises. I wasn't sure it was going to appraise at three seventy, so uh, I, I just didn't know. Now, for me, again, it's all about how are we going to leverage the offers. Okay, offer three scared me because there was no appraisal gap, um, eighteen thousand over list, but no appraisal gap, and you need all these contingencies. Offer one. Great because it was cash, not super attractive because otherwise, because it was just list price. I had better offers on the table. So I was looking at two and four. So I wanted to guide the clients through worst case scenario, right? So offer number two, it was up to 361 with the escalation, but it would need to appraise. Offer four, 370. Um, with a six thousand dollar appraisal gap. Okay, so these are these are pretty close offers, right? And so what I did to every single one of these offers, right? This is leverage, guys. Was I went to all these agents and I said, and guys, this is where you have to put on your thinking cap. Okay, you're not gonna lie. You're not gonna be dishonest. I'm not gonna say I've got 27 aggressive offers, multiple above list price. I was very clear. Hey, I got you know six offers, four pretty aggressive, multiple above list price. Now, again, I can share some of this because the clients allowed me. So depending on your state, please check. Don't just go and do this unless you check with someone on whether that's approved. But went back to the cash offer, said, hey, we'd love to be at cash. It's not going to be done at 350. Do you want to make any adjustments? He said, well, we're not going to compete against ourselves. And I was like, well, you're not. But of course, they're they're worried that they are. So they were they were at 350. Okay, so went to and and offer three. I kind of said, can you, you know, I feel bad, single mom, my heart broke for her, but they couldn't come up and they didn't have the cash to cover an appraisal gap. So uh, at this point, it's right, 361, right, whatever it was, 370. I said to both offers, I said, would you like to make any adjustments, right? We're within a few thousand dollars. I said, we are very close because we were. And, and offer number two, and it also depends on the agent, guys. If you get an offer at 370 cash, but they've done one deal uh, and you've never heard of the lender, do you want to take that deal, right? So offer two had a great agent. Two and four had really great agents. Two was probably um, the best agent out there, does a ton of business in Lancaster, great agent, would have loved to work with her. But it just kind of said, are you going to bring up your offer at all to both of them? So, you know, offer four, didn't have a big appraisal gap, right? And didn't have an, they didn't have an escalation clause. We didn't need it, but they didn't have an appraisal gap there. And so I kind of went to offer two, offer four, kind of said, here's where we're at. Do you want to make any adjustments? So here's the thing, guys. I got offer two to come all the way up to 363 with a $9,000 appraisal gap. Okay. Pretty good, right? So they came up there, they were escalating to 361. I brought their offer price up to 363. 
covering a pretty good appraisal gap, okay? And then I also got offer four to bring their offer. The purchase price stayed the same of 370, but they were now covering a $10,000 appraisal gap. Do you see how leveraging these offers means, hey, you can reduce the risk for your client. And so now we get to talk about what's the worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario for offer two, was whatever it was three you know if it doesn't appraise it could appraise at 355 and you know they'd cover you know that that gap offer four at this point now if it appraises at 360 they would buy it at 370 and they'll pay ten thousand dollars cash right actually i think their maybe their appraisal gap was actually higher it might have been like 11 or 12 and i'm thinking 10 for a reason and i'll get there in a second so i'd love to know what you guys would think what would take and why but it was all about leveraging right i got a few more thousand from each and on offer four i got a pretty big i think it was 12 or thirteen thousand dollar appraisal gap which is crazy right but again what's my job get the most money for my seller so you know got a few more thousand dollars uh they the offer four ended up covering that I think it was going to be 13, 12 or 13, but anyway, appraisal gap. So we knew, hey, if we appraise at 357 here, we're good for 370. And so we ended up going with offer four. Offer four, the agent also knew was pretty close. So they reduced their buyer agency commission by 0.25. And I was able to put that, I think, $1,400 or whatever back in my seller's pocket. Um, So again, very close offers. But what I think a lot of agents are missing is not leveraging them, right? And and here's the deal. So the house ended up appraising at 360, which is why I was thinking the appraisal gap was 10,000 because I think it was 12 or 13 and they covered it, right? It settled for 370, it appraised at 360, they brought 10,000 cash to cover the difference. But here's the deal, guys. When you leverage stuff like this, when you can leverage the offers, you're doing the best for your seller and it's your right legal fiduciary responsibility to get the most money for the seller. So I would be intrigued. Message me. I want to hear which which offer you would go with. But we ended up with offer four. Um, lots of strong offers, right? So purchase price 370, big appraisal gap. And again, remember, I thought it was going to price at 340. I thought it could appraise at like 350, maybe 360. Um, but I knew I needed an appraisal gap in there. I did not feel like it would appraise at 370. And so it's all about leveraging this and sharing this with the client. Hey, what's the worst case scenario on offer two? What's the worst case scenario on offer four? As it was, right, house appraised 360 and I got, right, I got them the 370. I would have looked like a big dummy taking that offer, knowing it might not appraise at 370 unless I could leverage it and get the buyer's agent and the buyer to cover an appraisal gap. So I would have looked like a big dummy and looked like an idiot. So part of it comes down to leveraging the offers, but it also is knowing the market, right? What's this house actually going to appraise for? Now, I'm not an appraiser. And then be knowledgeable enough to share this information with your client. They were thrilled that the house sold for 370. You know, they were absolutely thrilled. And here's how you create raving fans. Like what they made, they thought they'd get 350 or maybe a little less. What they actually made more than covered the entire commission on both sides. So I love it when I get to say to the seller, yep, I worked for free. And this is how this can be a game changer for your business, right? Can you be a negotiator? Can you leverage these conversations? Can you leverage these offers? Now, again, leverage does not mean lie, guys. We're not gonna say I have multiple offers unless we have multiple offers, right? I think a couple is two, so multiple would be three or more. 
So I have a couple offers. I have multiple offers. Now, if the agent asks how many, I'm going to be honest, say six offers or whatever it was, four strong ones. But these are the things I want you to do in your business. Leverage these offers, leverage these conversations. Do you want to get more listings? Do you want to leverage those conversations into more listings and people that love you because you got 10 or 15 or 20,000 more than they thought? Guess what? I was able to do that. The client raved about me to everyone they know, and they're going to tell people about me. It's going to help my business. And so I want you to get better at this. Leverage those offers against each other, and it, it stinks. Again, it's not heartless. It's just part of the job. Leverage those offers. I hope that as you think about this, you can think about ways to grow your business. You want more listings? You want to grow your business? Then leverage those conversations. Leverage those offers. And I would encourage you, you would have to leverage the result as well. And we'll talk about that more on Monday. Now, again, feels bad for the buyer, right? The single mom, but it's my fiduciary responsibility in this case to get the most money in my seller's pocket. So I hope you can think about this. I hope it encourages you. Take those offers, go back to every agent with your seller's permission, try to get those numbers to move and say, hey, here's where we're at. I'm coming back to the agent. I'm going to these agents and then I'm going to go back to my seller and make a decision. So if you can do this, you will have more success and you will get more listings. So thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you guys very much. And I will talk to you on our next episode on Friday. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.